Hey mamas, welcome to the Mom Chat Show where we talk all things motherhood and we keep it real, raw, and honest. And me and my new besties, we're ready to share it all with you. Yes, you heard right. All of it, the mistakes, the trial and errors, the ups, the downs, the emotional roller coasters, and the happy times too. So if you're ready to laugh, cry, learn, and just have a good time, then this is your podcast show. You're my people. Let's chat. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Mom Chat Show. I'm so excited to have you on here to share your journey and just to honestly share how you can help other moms and so we can learn more about you. So go ahead and introduce yourself and let me know a few things about yourself. Yeah, so hi everyone. My name is Sharin. Um, I'm based in London. Uh, I am a self-love, body confidence and well-being specialist. My job that I've chosen is to help women really fall in love with themselves, really feel confident in the body that they have now. So they're not always looking to like improve their body. It's like, how can I love and accept and feel good in my body now as it is? And what are the easiest most pleasurable most realistic ways of sustaining my like well-being and creating health for myself so that that's kind of my my main focus and what my passion is I love that and I feel like it's honestly so needed because after a lot of us moms decide to have babies we go through so many changes mentally physically and I think the biggest adjustment that we have the hardest time with is understanding that yes our body looks different but it looks different because you birthed something beautiful you birthed the baby so it's okay but then you still have those moments where you constantly compare yourself to the old you to the new you and it can be kind of hard trying to shift that mindset so I love that you're helping women empower themselves and really love who they are no matter what they look like and really just kind of embrace that because it can definitely be a mental thing for sure. And I think it comes like on two folds, you know, like as you said, one is like the 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 mindset and how we feel about ourselves and how we feel up about our body. And so much of that is our conditioning from our childhood, from our cultures, from our traditions, from you know the, the world that we live in, like media, now social media. And then on the other hand, it's like, okay, you know. Let, let me deal with my mindset that's fine but then the practical side of things there's also that to consider and it's like how do I make you know getting fit easy how do I make eating well easy how do I do that in a pleasurable way how do I do that in a realistic way how do I do that in a sustainable way because so many women feel like it's hard you know it's hard work to sustain this healthy lifestyle and there are such unrealistic goals that we set on ourselves, but we set on ourselves because of that conditioning, because of what we are exposed to, you know? So it's really important that we look at that mindset stuff and what is going on and what what beliefs and what emotions am I holding? Because the emotions are really actually the key. Like we think it's, it's, it is the mindset and it is the mindset, but it's actually 
the emotion, um, you know, the emotion maybe that we carry or feeling shameful about our bodies or embarrassed about our bodies or not feeling good enough about our bodies and that kind of sadness that we carry or that insecurity that we carry. So really kind of shifting those emotions and then kind of looking at more like the practical strategy, but in like an easy way, you know, because moms are busy, right? So I'm not a mom, but I look after my niece and nephew and I look after them quite intensely. So sometimes I am looking after them for two or three or four weeks, um, 24 hours a day. And that is my kind of, you know, my closest experience to being a mom. So I know like, you know, okay, I'm not a mom. I don't do it every single day all the time, but I was a school teacher a long time ago. So I was with kids all day long. (laughs) And then I look after my niece and nephew and I know what it's like to get up in the middle of the night and feel completely drained and tired and I have no desire to go running for like an hour and it doesn't even fit into my schedule of looking after those children you know so addressing the mindset and the emotions and looking at how can I do this in an easy practical realistic way for me that is sustainable it's kind of what I love to help women with that is so accurate the mind is like it's so interesting how much it controls you Mm -hmm. know and how much it dictates how we operate, how we view things, just everything. And that leads me to this question. So because it's something we have to constantly shift, constantly work on, what helped you along this process of starting the shift for yourself and going down this journey to be on this path to do this type of work? Hmm. So is it okay if I share a bit of my kind of personal challenge? Yes. Okay, cool. So the way I would kind of sum it up is that um, I I was uh, I'm quite sensitive. I'm not quite a very sensitive child, and things were said to me at like you know around kind of at 10, 11, 12, When you know when you're going through that pre adolescent stage, and I took these things on as to mean something about myself, and basically I kind of. I only know this now because of all the work I've done. I internalize that as not feeling good enough, right? So then that became like um, the foundation of everything else in my teenage years. So there was like this comparison with all the other girls and then there were boys and then, um, you know, uh, reading all these celebrity magazines. Like we didn't have Instagram then, right? So it was like celebrity magazines and seeing like Jessica Simpson's, uh, you remember that, um, the, was it Daisy Duke or something in her mini shorts? Uh-huh. And this was just like um, adding on to my issues, basically. And then when I was 16, I, I developed an eating disorder. I healed that over a number of years. And so even though, yes, I have that, and then I kind of healed that, it's like the body dysmorphia kind of stayed the um low self-esteem stayed the obsession with exercise and fitness stayed um and then yeah and it kind of went on and on and I was a master trainer for a very big fitness brand and it kind of just um got worse because of the environment that I was in so even though I didn't have a disorder I I continue felt like bad about myself and not enough and dieting and you know just on that treadmill of you know, starting a diet and then dieting for however long and then it's unsustainable and coming off it and then going back on and feeling bad about my body and all of that. And then it literally just got to a point when I was about 36 in a couple of weeks and it got to a point when I was like, um, I think around 28 and I was like, that's it. Like, I can't do this anymore to myself. So I had to take the drastic kind of 
decision of leaving the fitness industry so that I could kind of focus what I would say like on my healing and that's when I started my journey into everything so for me kind of made that decision that I didn't want to feel that way anymore and I wanted to feel different about my body about my confidence about um you know the way I will looked and feeling acceptance with it it's not even like I've got to love it it's just a sense of like acceptance that's like the first stage right um and then being like okay like how can I exercise in a way that's intuitive how can I exercise in a way that's not about like beating myself up and so I kind of slowly took those steps and first of all it kind of was you know like you know self-help books and videos and kind of free stuff as you start the journey you kind of narrow down and you you know you find people that can really help you and um you know whether that be like a therapist or a coach or a healer or uh you know whatever that may be spirituality so for me I kind of get that help and get that support but as I was getting that help and that support it was like my I want to say like my consciousness my awareness my everything else just grew and got bigger and bigger in a better way does that make sense (laughs) it makes complete sense I love that you for one noticed that something was blocking you from fully being able to heal the way you needed to so you immediately addressed it and was like no I need this type of shift for me and I think that sometimes that's something that we don't realize that Yes, there's always these standard ways of doing things, but sometimes we have to shift things according to what we need and what we need to do to be at our best in that moment. So I love that. You have to, right? You have to, like, it gets to a point where you're like, you make that decision, you know, and you've got to claim that decision. That decision becomes really internal. It's like a full body decision. Like I've had enough, like I don't want it to be like this anymore. And for me, it was like, I don't want to like hate myself anymore. <laughs> you know, I want to feel good. I want to love myself. I want to feel confident. I want, and not just from the outside, right? Because I was a presenter on stage. So on the outside, it's like I was confident, but I wasn't. I wasn't inside. Yeah. Taking that decision to be like, actually, this is what I need to do to look after me. And I think, you know, you're totally right. Like, one, first, it's that awareness of your problem. Like, I, I'm just not going to do this anymore to my body. I'm just not going to speak to myself like this anymore and I'm going to get help or I'm going to get support or I'm going to leave these group of friends you know because the people that we hang out with can have they do have such an impact you know you know that last weekend I was with one group of women and then the next day I was with another group of women and two very 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 different groups of women had I not healed myself and felt the way I felt now on um, that first group of women would have really triggered me. Um, and I would have felt very insecure in that group because there's an obsession with the way that they look. And the other group are very relaxed and very chilled and everything is just, you know, wonderful. And it doesn't matter what you wear or what you look like. And so sometimes it might be even something like that, making that kind of drastic change to be like, what community supports me? What, um culture supports me what are groups of people support me you know I love that you said that because we don't I think often realize how much the people around us the influences that we're watching or following and constantly looking at how much the impact is like especially like for new moms you're new to everything you're trying to take everything in and 
you want so badly to fit into so many categories to the point you will accept and interchange and be influenced by so many things. But when you take that moment to like sit still and kind of be like, what do I want? What is it that I need? How can I show up as my best version and it be for me and not for others? Because that's a big part of healing is doing it for you and understanding why am I doing this in the first place and why is it so important? So that leads me to this question. I would like to know if someone was considering this, they decided that they wanted to do the mind shift. They wanted to shift the way they view themselves, their bodies. After having kids, we experience so many changes and mentally we're kind of, I wouldn't say embarrassed, but we're really struggling with that adjustment of my body is no longer my old body. It's different. And I want to accept it, but mentally I'm not all the way there yet to the point where I can actually embrace it and do the healing. So what advice would you give for starting that process? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I would say um, if we look at what I said at the beginning, there's kind of like two main factors. I would say the first thing is self-compassion. And that is like one of the hardest things for us to do for ourselves but to keep on tuning into self-compassion. Um, it's a difficult question to answer because there are so many layers to that, you know, um, and that is why um, I do this work because you, you do, you need support. But I really feel like self-compassion is where we can start. And I one of the easiest ways to, to kind of think about it is like, you know, what would you say to your best friend? What would you say to your sister? And how are you treating yourself in comparison to what you would say or how you would treat them? And just kind of keep on coming back to that sense of self-compassion, that sense of self-kindness and neutrality, right? Because it doesn't have to be like, so, you know, your stomach has changed, there are, there are stretch marks and it doesn't have to be like, you know, I love my stretch marks and I love my stomach and I love this new body. You know, it, it, and I'm not saying that. It's actually like, how can I give myself a sense of, kindness right now might be like just seeing it as a body a body that has given birth a body that has held a baby for nine months like like that just gave me like goosebumps like wow woman like what have you done like are you are you recognizing what you have done for yourself you know what you have brought into this world you know this thing this beautiful baby that you've carried in your stomach and that is like a sign of, of having done that, you know? So I think kind of starting to see it as a body, starting to see it in a slightly more neutral way, being kinder, being compassionate, you know, beginning to think about how you're talking to yourself and would you talk to your sister like that or your best friend like that? And then I think from a practical point of view, it's like, what are you doing to your body when that has happened that is going to be nourishing for you? You know, what can you do for your body on that day that is going to help you feel slightly better? That might be a hot bath, you know, that might be a bubble bath, that might be rubbing some essential oils, you know, with some coconut oil onto your breasts and just holding some space for yourself. That might be going for a walk, that might be, you know, I don't know, getting on a bike, depending on to see where you are and after having given birth and all of that. Um, but from that, you know, practical point of view, so what tangible things could you do to feel better about your body? 
you know, from a high level, they're probably like some of the basic places that I say you could begin to kind of start from. I love that because like you said, the way that we use the things that we're thinking makes a huge difference. And if you're not using it in a healthy way and you're not saying it in a healthy way, if you wouldn't do that to someone else, why do it to yourself? And I hate to say that, but I do feel like we're our worst critic. We will beat ourselves up. But if somebody said that and we were sitting there and someone said that to our friend, we would be livid if they said the exact same things that we just told ourselves. And I think an even deeper way kind of answered, like, you know, you have a child now and you know, if your child grew up and saying this to you about themselves, if she was saying this about her body, if she was feeling this way, like what words would you speak to her? How would you hold her? How would you give her space? How would you treat her? What would you advise her to do to make her feel better? I love that point of view because it makes you look at it. And like you said, a more compassionate way. If we had compassion for ourselves, if we were kind to ourselves, most of these challenges that we have wouldn't actually be a challenge. And so the place that we want to begin is kind of embarking on that path of kindness and self-compassion. And and I like the word nourishment as well. Like, how can I nourish my heart? How can I nourish my emotions? How can I nourish my pain? How can I nourish my, my lifestyle, my everything, you know, but how can I hold that space for me in a way that feels good rather than it being about criticizing and judging and pushing and punishing and restricting. Oh my goodness. That is so true. That is so true. Uh, Women, I feel like we are so hard on ourselves. We are so hard. We want so badly to, you know, everything to look perfect for us to do everything perfect. But like you said, when we bring that compassion in there, it changes everything. It really does. So I would love to know what advice would you like to leave them with on this journey on relearning how to love themselves, love their bodies? What advice would you love to give them? Mm. Yeah. So I love what you just said, relearning to love yourself. And I think if we can kind of leave it like there to, to drop into that, like, what would that look like for you? Because your baby was born with all the self-love it could possibly have, you know? It just believes it is amazing and it knows it is beautiful and wonderful and special, you know? Mm-hmm. So what is that journey for you? You know, coming back to relearning to love myself and, and what does that look like? And what, what is the first step that I can take on that journey and for some people it might be like we already mentioned some of those steps for other people it might be you know more tangible things like oh you know I'm going to go and do some mindset shifting work or I'm going to go and do um some mirror work or I'm going to go and you know hire a coach or I'm going to go and um change all the people that I follow on Instagram that are not like making me feel good you know it could be different for everyone what could be that first step that you could take to embark on this journey of relearning to like love yourself when we get there and it is a journey right I think 
life happens to us, things happen to us, and we can get triggered and that's okay. But the more I step in and embody that, become that feeling of, you know, I call it self-acceptance, self-like, and then self-love, the the more joyful life becomes. I love that. So starting backwards and slowly like peeling those layers off and rebuilding it. Yeah, 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 totally. (laughs) (laughs) So I would love to know, how can they find you? How can they reach you to potentially start their journey, shift their mind and learn this process? Yeah, so of course I've got Instagram, so you can follow me at the world of wonderful. And um, my name is Shirin Otanja. It looks like Sirin Otanka, <laughs> but that's my website, sirinotanka.com. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. And you know, if the ladies who are listening would love to um, you know, learn how to feel uh, gorgeous and love their bodies and uh, feel good naked then I've got this kind of free free bundle that I that I offer and so they can feel free to download that and just have that as a gift it's got like a meditation a um a couple of um like guides and and checklists uh, for self-love body confidence and an easy health basically I love that that is so needed that is a great bundle So I want to thank you so much for coming on here with me because like I said, I feel like this topic is so needed and we definitely need more conversations about this because we're all going through some type of struggle, some type of shift that we're trying to work on. And I feel like the gems that you provided is going to help us with that process getting started. So I really appreciate that so much. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I really uh, have enjoyed speaking to you today. And yeah, I really hope that this helps uh, women out there. That's it, mamas. Thank you so much for spending a little time with me on the Mom Chat Show. And I would love to connect with you more. So to make sure of that, click that follow button and also follow us on Mom Chat Show on Instagram, where I will talk to y'all again next week. Bye, mamas.